policies in many instances either reflect or take into account the proximity of the United States. Living next to you is in some ways like keeping with an elephant. No matter how friendly or even tempered is the beast, I can call it that, where one is affected by every twitch and grunt. Ladies and gentlemen, it is August 31st, 2013. Welcome to episode number 28 of the Sleeping with the Elephant podcast, where we put the you in color commentary. That's a Ryan joke. Mm-hmm. It's because uh, it's with, it, with myself, Mr. Paul Swickard, and with me is Mr. Ryan Murphy. Hello, Ryan. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Good afternoon. Oh, thank you. You know, any time zones, right? <laughs> time zones, am I right? They're so crazy. It's like you're in the past. Yes, that's exactly what it's like. <laughs> but as soon as you get to where you are, it's not the past anymore. It's the present. And then where I was is the future. Boom. Make sense of that. I can't. Yeah. nobody. You can. know what else I can't make sense of? What? Miley Cyrus. Yeah, what the hell are you doing down there, man? <laughs> and, okay. I don't, one, I don't appreciate that this was painted as my fault. Like, Well, not your okay, fault, for, but America's fault. Okay. Just little bit of backstory for those of you who don't know Miley Cyrus did some gyrating on MTV mm-hmm. and uh, I made the comment that uh, Canadians and Americans are getting a little too chummy and <laughs> we're not opposed to Canadians Americans you know I am having rela- that's just not right that's against nature oh jeez, eh? that's almost racist isn't it <laughs> I don't know Against us all Norwegian type folk. Norwegian? Never mind. <laughs> what? Now you're bringing the, the Norway people into it? Like, what? I. Uh, never mind. I was going to. I'll give you some history here. <laughs> all right. All right. You, but anyway, no, I'm not going to do those things. Don't, don't do that. I'll look it up uh, on Wikipedia later. <laughs> but I. See, okay, and then Ryan proceeded to inform me that this was my fault, as in the Americans' <laughs> fault. All right, well, this we, is what we, the problem is, is we my, can talk you know, about this that. Is, this, how is this America's fault? Is what I want to know. Because you guys take people and and mold them into this like weird icon. Like, don't I don't understand why people are sort of like getting all up in arms about Miley Cyrus doing this because it's not just Miley Cyrus; it's well, a good care. portion. Of entertainers that are doing shit like this. this- uh, yes, I think part of the shock value comes from of who she was, not necessarily who she is. Well, yeah, and I mean, look at Britney Spears. Like everyone freaked out when she started to go downhill. Lindsay Lohan, the same <laughs> thing. You know, like it's just uh, Amanda Bynes. Like, I could go on forever, and these are all people <laughs> who sort of were, you know, picked up by the Hollywood system. It's like, hey, we're gonna make you a famous kid actor. And then they start getting like roles as teenagers and adults, and then they just they can't handle all the money, fame, and attention. It's like I, I, they, maybe maybe instead of blaming America, we should blame their parents. You know, <laughs> I don't think Billy Ray Cyrus here is completely innocent. I mean, I understand achy breaky heart only goes so far, <laughs> but you know, you shouldn't really be shelling your daughter out for this I, stuff. I really have. I can't argue much with any of that. I tend to agree with all of it. <laughs> like, it's hard for children actors, especially, to survive in Hollywood these days. Yeah, I mean, if you or look, any days, 
if you look at some of the, you wouldn't even know the successful child actors because they're just normal actors, right? So, um, well, I mean, there are a few notable examples. Well, I know, you, I know, uh, I know there are notable examples. I'm just saying you wouldn't be able, unless you were around when they were child actors or looked them up on IMDb, you wouldn't know that they're child actors. Cause usually when you think of child actors, you think of people who have gone downhill, you know, like that's true. You know, Britney Spears, uh, Amanda Bynes is probably the best example. Cause she is currently in a world of hurt, but, uh, you know, it's just, and, and, and you know, if we really want to you know get serious, it's not all about America. It's, Canada does this too. Every country does this, I'm sure. You know, it's it's not the country, it's the people that sort of put these they give them all the money and attention and then that leads to like drugs and just, To be fair, mm. just to distance myself from responsibility here. <laughs> right. I have As Americans are known very to very little I've been given very little attention to uh, Miss Miley and absolutely no money at all. So well, yeah, that's I, a good I cannot be held responsible for the downhill slope that is Miley or Bieber or any number of other but what about kids Billy that Ray are going to blow up big. What? What about Billy Ray Cyrus? Uh, Can you give him, maybe did you give him attention and money? <laughs> What's that? Did you give him attention and money? Because uh, he could have used more of it. I mean, <laughs> I mean maybe, maybe I've listened to his song on any regular <laughs> basis. I remember uh I maybe spent a dollar for on him. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I remember pretty vividly them playing that song at like an elementary school dance. Nice. And it was awful because nobody nobody danced. It was one of those classic like boys on one side, girls on the other. Were you in junior and the high text- school? Well no, it was a Catholic school. So you had the boys on one side, the girls on the other side, and then in the middle were all these textbooks, so you had to like pick up a textbook and put it between you and that was sort of the rule. You are I, you enjoy joking about this, don't you? I do. Are you a recovering Catholic? Is that what I'm hearing? Uh, <laughs> you said that before and you caught me off guard, but no, I, I, I am not a recovering Catholic. I am not a Catholic. I just enjoy poking fun at my past, I guess we'll say. But Don't we all? Yeah. And, and did, you catch the, did you catch the YouTube link I put in the show notes about uh, a Canadian kind of singing, singing about this Miley Cyrus junk and pretty no. much echoing what I've, what I've said. I mean, I'd give, I give him credit cause it's, it's a really great video where he basically, you know, throws the whole argument out the window saying like, the only reason we have a problem with this, like you said, is because we watched her as Hannah Montana or we um, knew her as Hannah Montana. N- well, I think that was where the majority of the shock value that is not to fully absolve well, well, no, I'm not saying... Because, I mean, geez, like, how old is Robin Thicke and how old is Miley Cyrus? Right. We'll just start there. It, it, for sure. And I'm not saying uh, I'm not saying this is a good thing, you know, ladies who are listening. Like, Ryan does not support this. I think it was pretty gross and disturbing. I, I actually don't watch music videos anymore because no, they're all even, like this. It, if you can believe it, I still have not actually seen the... The, the 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 show in question i haven't either but i i'm judging like, by the, uh, i've just seen know. the memes that have just sprung up everywhere as a result right that's all you need to see all i know is like gyrating and tongue sticking out and beetlejuice that's pretty much what i know well, she's pretty much wearing nothing <laughs> like the, yeah, right. it's, it was dis- it was disgusting and i think really the video just the the, the this music video sorry the song that that was put out by this uh, john la joie or whatever but he uh he basically just says that you know like this happens all the time in music videos you know it's an issue 
But why should we make an issue about one specific instance? We should make we should be making an issue about all of it. You know. Well, I see. Okay, and I'm kind of with Scott Johnson and Brian Ebbett on this. Mm-hmm. Is like I don't have a problem with their sexuality per se. It's just just creepy like robin thick is creepy i'm just gonna go ahead and say that robin thick is creepy well yeah like, it, it like is the, his music video alone was enough to make me think he's creepy he's kind of a douche he has a gold microphone ryan oh i know and I'm, i don't have a gold microphone but but this is the thing is uh like i don't have a problem with people expressing their sexuality um but if you did that in public in front of like a police station they would arrest Most you likely arrest you you know like that's what i'm saying like if that's the bar let's look at it like the bar is if i can if i can do something in front of a police station without getting arrested that should probably be a good bar you know <laughs> so gyrating on a 30 and a 40 year old when you're 20 or something if that's going to get one of you arrested then, <laughs> it would get one of them yeah then you know or at least probably detained. not probably not cool to be doing it on national television that's all i'm saying i'm not a prude you know uh but if you're going to express your sexuality, totally cool, but just make sure you don't get arrested. That's all I got to say. Exactly. Speaking of sexuality and arrested. Mm. More like <laughs> arrested development. Whoa. No, nobody got arrested, I promise. Oh. Now, I have a clip, and it's actually, well, I shouldn't say that. It's not a clip. It's a bumper. Oh, it's finally. <laughs> and, I've built this. This, and I've built this up enough. Yeah. Um, and Ryan, by the way, has not listened to it. No, I get to experience it all along with the listeners. All right, here, let's go. Wiener, 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 wiener. Carlos Danger. Wiener thing. There you go. <laughs> I love the boinging. It's great. I love bringing in Carlos Danger. Uh, all those wieners, man. That's a lot. There are of a lot. That's a lot of wieners, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not. I'm. I'm. Like I said, I'm not a prude. I'm not opposed to all the wieners but that's really good i love i love it we should keep using it i will good (laughs) and you know what i i will choose we may or may not grow this as we see fit (laughs) really yeah (laughs) okay or manipulate or whatever you know what (laughs) (laughs) this is the problem with having a segment called the weekly wiener (laughs) i know right there's no god okay um he proclaims himself as a pro-woman candidate. Right. <laughs> and to which I say, absolutely. Um, of course he is. <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, now. Well, yeah. Uh, of course. <laughs> but here's the here's the issue. I, I don't know. You know, I'm not a wiener expert. Okay. But um, did okay. he harass the people he was sending the pictures to? Or was it? Was no, it? This no. This was not. This was not Filner. This was, was not the mayor of San Diego. Like, so it was consensual. Unwanted advances. This was supposedly consensual. A lot of, from what I understand, a lot of his stuff, stuff in quotes, a lot of his stuff was between women that he had not met. Right. But it was still, it wasn't like, oh my God, I just got a picture of a wiener. I'm going to go send this to the police. You know, it was kind of it was. No, it was not that the issue. The issue, and I'm not saying what he did was right because he he's married. The issue is is that is that he was married and he was doing this and went all public and basically his marriage was the focus of this big issue. Yeah. So I, what I, this sort of brings us back to what we were talking about, you know, with Miley Cyrus and whatnot, in the sense that if it's totally cool 
to send pictures of your junk if, you know, you're not married. So him saying he's a pro woman, unless you're sending it to your wife, if that's something you want to do, sure. But um, keep going. Okay, I am. I'm going to get there eventually, guys. So him saying he's pro woman, pro woman's rights are, is great. I think it's it shouldn't be an issue, right? Well, he gave the reason this is being brought up is he gave a speech mm-hmm. in 2011 at a Planned Parenthood conference at a Stand Up for Women rally. Mm-hmm. Um. This is essentially where this the genesis of this came from. And so, you know, this came up and the question all of a sudden became, is this guy really pro-women because of all the stuff that he's done with women? Right. Um, yeah, okay. Well, Which, I mean, I'm kind of I, – I, similar to Miley Cyrus, I kind of don't care. <laughs> like, I don't, whatever. I mean – I I, uh, I still think it uh, yeah like he's a creeper it, it is and and I mean I'm not don't read into this folks I'm not saying that like it's a, it's it's acceptable to send pictures of your junk to other women I'm just saying that like if it was consensual sure but it's still not really cool so I can understand why people would be saying you know bringing this up as it's like he probably shouldn't be you know saying or I don't know it's it's just it's weird it because it's wiener it's weird. weird any other person would weird. be fine you know. It's just like, I don't know, Wiener, man. This is how we end every friggin' Wiener weekly. I know. know. We shake our heads and go, oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) No. Yeah. But do you have a clip of the video? Because uh, it was, uh, the the quote in it is hilarious. Yeah. So the, the, here, I'll play a little bit of it here. Mm -hmm. Stand for women. Sorry, okay, I can't go any further. That's well, it. What he says is what he says after is it was even better. Like All right, right after. Right. I'll let someone else write the headline about a guy named Wim, about Wiener standing for women, but that's someone else's that's job. <laughs> yeah. All right. This is what this segment is about. Just him saying stupid shit. He's. By the way. Just a quick comment here. Mm-hmm. He, this was in 2011. He looks a lot younger. <laughs> well, you go through all the stress of uh, of you know, know, being right? raked over the coals by the media, and and because you did stupid shit, you know, um, like that'll that'll age you. You know, it really will. Like I'm looking at a before and after, and that's yeah. <laughs> you well, think I look haggard? There's there's many examples. I mean, most people become president like afterwards. They just they look like they aged. 20 years as opposed to the eight but uh you know there's plenty of examples out there of like ceos going through tough times with their company and you kind of look at them when they started and look at them where they are now and you know it's just yeah. it's stress man stress kills it does you know what else kills what? relationships politics oh okay i see i thought you were saying yeah that relationships i know that was a stretch kill. wasn't it politics kill relationships well here's the deal mm-hmm. um there was a recent study done and suggesting that there are okay there was a study done at the University of Rhode Island and Rhode it Island. was it was the idea that what are the consequences of screening people by political area mm-hmm. based on, through online dating services right and what how that affects relationships hmm yeah, yeah. well that's interesting i don't know 
Um, I have a question, and and I'll answer as well, but I'll, I'll throw it to you first. Sure. Do uh, does your wife and you have separate views when it comes to politics? Like any of like- see, and that the question itself is 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 a legitimate question. Mm-hmm. It's also incredibly leading. Like it, the idea that people are on one side or the other. Right. Um, so uh, there are a good number of issues that my wife and I agree on. There are a good number of issues that my wife and I disagree on. So I mean, no, we are not eye to eye on every single thing on in politics for sure. Exactly. And and uh, Ashley and I are the same way. Like, it, it. I think this is why this this study or the study isn't flawed, but the way the relationship website is allowing you to search by republican or democrat really it should be this huge page long where there's just a bunch of check boxes abortion pot death sentence health care you know and you just check them all and then when you hit the process button nobody shows up (laughs) you know really like does anybody have a complete and would you really want to be dating someone who had a duplicate thought process to you that would be so boring that would be what would you talk about over dinner you know? like, I, like, like, yeah, no, I totally, Obama's whack. I know, right? <laughs> well, okay, we, we can all agree that I'm sure the Obama haters would, would, would love to be able to find each other on a dating website. Let's, let's, that, let's let them sort of, you know, <laughs> co-create because really they're just they're probably so hateful they wouldn't be able to date anybody who <laughs> even remotely appreciates Obama. But, I mean, from what I've seen on the internet um, – but it's just it's it's weird and uh yeah like probably allowing somebody to to filter by base views doesn't make sense and that's well, why i ask cuz you know the, our answer is ruin this article the, yeah the conclusion is basically that this kind of thought process helps divide us as a nation yeah and which we, and, i completely i mean that to me that makes a lot of sense mhm and but, it makes no sense why would you well, know, I mean, it's also like it, they kind of view it. If you're talking about an online dating thing, mm-hmm. like if they're, you're trying to get like matched up with somebody, right? It, it almost paints it in a this is acceptable behavior or this is not acceptable behavior. So if you're putting a camp into, you know, let's say you're just liberal, but almost everything, right? right. If you're viewing the other side as completely unacceptable on every single point to be made, then I, 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 good luck. That's not a rational thought process to me. Yeah. You're never going to find, I, I would never say this to a person, but I'll say it now. Like if you're going to be super like that picky that you would need someone like a complete duplicate of yourself or, or at least like someone who meets you know, every single standard. Well, you're not going to find anybody like that unless you're just going to, you know, well, once they invent cloning, maybe, I don't know. There's also something to be said by, uh, there's also something to be said about what you think you want versus what you actually want. Yeah. A lot of people, that happens to everybody, right? You know, you might think you want a duplicate of yourself. I, I'm sure there are plenty of people who think <laughs> they want it, that, but uh, ugh, I don't want to hang out with myself. <laughs> Yeah, I get enough of myself from my inner monologues. This is, right, right. You know, I have enough voices in my head without another one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I completely agree. Like it, the article, the study works, and I think the relationship website in question should probably rethink what they're doing. Yeah. All right, real quick, one last story from me, folks. 
Bank of America intern literally dies <laughs> from working too hard. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know if you heard this. This was about a week, maybe two weeks ago. I didn't hear about it, but are Bank yeah, of America's he, all over the world? Uh, I believe so. Because I was just going to say, this happened in London. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, it's yes, you are correct. But yeah, his he died literally from working 72 hours straight at his desk. Huh. Yeah. Um, were, you having, so, were you having an intern there, Paul? At Bank of America? No, no, no. <laughs> I, sorry, I worded that weirdly. Have you ever been an intern? Minus, I mean, you don't work 72 hours straight while you're the Frog Pants intern, do you? Oh. <laughs> uh, yes, I do. If, if Paul ever, ever turns up missing a recording yeah. time... <laughs> If, Paul, you ever end up missing a recording time, I'll think, oh, no, Scott worked him to death. <laughs> That's not true. Scott probably doesn't no. do that. No. Um, I have worked at interny type jobs before. Um, hmm. And still, I, I have a lot of – I have a lot of – don't get me wrong. Like, especially in my area in Los Angeles, there, there is an – unrealistic expectation of how many hours people are supposed to work in certain industries. Right. Like the entertainment industry is a good example. Yeah. Um, and because those jobs are incredibly sought after, they, though, they will tend to go to the person that has l- the least amount of a life. So basically the one willing to not even, maybe not even least amount of a life, they may be married or might have kids, but they have to be willing to put in, very long hours because they because they have to and if they don't they'll pick up somebody who will right and that's where this kind of comes from yeah and i hate to go back to miley cyrus and you know (laughs) self-destructive attitudes why why, why are we going back there i'm just saying that it's the same exact thing it's the self-destructive sort of like you know behavior where i need this job one right 21 Ugh. what He was oh. 21 years old. Well, I mean, he really wanted to work at the Bank of America, I guess. I mean, I, I, I personally learned very quickly out of university that, you know, yes, you want to work your hardest, but really a, a, a good employer should be, sat, should be looking at what you can get done in seven hours as opposed to what you can get done by staying up for 72 hours. You know, there's a difference. You know, like they pay you to work, you know, eight to four. Therefore, By the way, there what? are other, I, I can't cite any offhand, but there mm-hmm. have been plenty of other studies conducted about productivity after a certain number of hours. And like, I think once you get past hour 10 or something like that, your productivity drops off considerably. Well, not not just productivity. We, You know, you can look at this at, at doing anything for more than, a, you know, yeah, six or seven hours. Like, look at we did Extra Life last year, which we're going to be doing again this year, where we play uh-huh. video games for charity. Way to, way to pimp that out, dude! For twenty four hours. <laughs> way to do that. And uh, last year we did it, and uh, Paul was unfortunately busy, but we're going to try to get him in for a full twenty four hours this year. I, I what, really? <laughs> yes, I didn't know that. Well, I mean, we we anyways. I was I, there for like an hour session. This example is is turning into a a, a real pimp <laughs> session, but I'm just saying that we I did it for 24 hours last year, and after about hour 12, it stops being fun. And I mean, video <laughs> games are fun, but at like when you're starting to get tired, video games start to become work. You know, so it's that's, just like it's and just that's like just this, sad. 
it is. You don't want video games to be work, but uh, um, no, I think uh, I think you're you nailed on the head there. Like doing anything for more than like the prescribed amount of time, it, you lose productivity. You lose, uh, you know, you, effort. You don't or just wanna, general interest. Yeah, interest. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, right there. You nailed it. And I, I just, and it's really sad that this guy died. And and this this happens all the time. I mean, we see it. I mean, the video game industry loves to report the. You know, man plays Counter Strike for seventy two hours, gets up and dies. You know, I guess just. Nah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, I guess that's true of anything, right? Like it, this, more or less, proves that it's not limited to video games. <laughs> right. No, and, and and it's funny that um, this probably saw one or two articles where, you know, some guy in China dies or you know doesn't feed his kid for a week because he's been playing okay. WoW. Now, real it's quick. Crazy. Real quick. Just mm. general, you mentioned a seven-hour day. Right. Um, is that typical for Canadians? Like, is there a prescribed amount of time in which most employers allow or, you know, are, people are uh, make their employees be in the office uh, for expected it, time, that kind of thing? It depends if you're paid for lunch or not. So, like, I have a paid, I have a paid lunch, or, but unpaid breaks. So I... Or wait, no, it's it's paid everything. Anyways, it's like seven and a half paid, hours. Well, no, hold on. Are you paid hourly? Uh, no, I'm salary. Okay. So I I have a paid lunch. It's like uh, I, I get to work at eight, leave at four. It's seven point five hours. Um, whereas some people don't get paid for lunch, but they're forced to take a lunch, so they end up having to work eight hours. So they work from eight to four thirty or eight to five. So the the general sort of you know unlike shift work, uh, shift work's different, but. Here in Canada, the normal time of work hours is eight to five. Like, it, huh. it, you know, that's. I didn't know that. It's just like the country song. Is that? Um, it's nine to five. <laughs> Jeez, you guys are lazy. The Canadian no. version is eight to five. No, we are. I was going to say we are not lazy. <laughs> it, at least not in my neck of the woods. It's not morning people then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it depends on it, it. To me, well, okay. Uh, I should preface this by saying it vastly differs depending on what industry you're in. Mm. Uh, in my particular one, my day job, um, most people don't get in before nine. That just doesn't happen. Mm. And if you did, you probably wouldn't get anything done because no one else would be there. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, it generally, ge- now I'm speaking in generalizations here, um, it would be an eight-hour day, but, but with a... Um, with an hour lunch extra. So it'd be nine hours, basically. Hmm. That, that is the general expectation. Now, that's not true in all cases, for, for sure. But at least where I'm at right now, that's definitely true. Right. And then, you know, overtime comes into it and paid vacation days. Uh, we, like, we're pretty similar in terms of work, like, work ethics, Canada and, and the States. You know, we all... We'll see... Now, I don't know that that's true. You don't think so? Well, because we're – we come from an ideology that is very much like pull yourself up by your bootstraps and like muscle through and like just do the work. Like we're very <laughs> – we're, we're very stubborn when it comes to stuff like that. At least that's the ideology. So, I mean, like I, like I was saying, this – what you're expected to do – is can be can be uh, can be quite big compared to like normal 
Yeah. Like, okay, like, you know, and I'm all for helping out, you know, my employer when I need to. So if you need to spend, uh, you know, if you need to spend some time working overtime doing one thing or another, then fine. Fantastic. Um, but when that happens over a, you know, a long period of time, then you run into the same question I mentioned earlier or the same comment I made earlier saying, okay, if we can't, if we, if you won't do this, then we will find somebody else who will. Yeah. And Which I mean, is a horrible attitude to have. Absolutely. Right. I can't, I can't tell you how bad that is, but yeah. Oh, it's whatever. an, it's an awful attitude because really when it comes right down to it, um, just because you're not willing to kill yourself, uh, for work doesn't mean you're not putting out fantastic, uh, you know, results. And well, yeah, but I mean, that, there's that, and you might not want to carry that attitude because you there might be specific talent in at your job that you might want to keep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah, and I think in Canada it's a little more relaxed, but it really depends on the corporation that you're working for because the world has sort of shrunk down in the sense of uh, you know who you're working for may not be Canadian or American at all. Um, like me working at Tim Hortons is probably very different from working at a call center owned by a company in India. And that's not me being racist. I'm just saying that that is something that happens <laughs> and the work, the work hours and the way employees are treated are very differently. And there are examples, especially here in my, the own, t- my own town where I live, I've heard the horror stories, you know, and, and Tim Hortons is no, uh, saint either, there really isn't a, uh, an organization that's a saint anymore. I mean, they all sort of have their sort of dark corners of management, right? Huh. It, it, it really sucks to say because I, I think maybe when, when you look at the news and think of what's the best place to work, that top 10 list is dominated by filthy rich tech companies like Apple, Google. Um, I'm sure there are others. Uh, but there's there's like a list of top ten employers in in the country, and they're usually all really, you know, great organizations that treat their employees like human beings. Yeah. So. Oh, that's good. All right, moving on. Mm-hmm. I thought we could talk a lot about this, but. Yeah. Sir, tell me about holding up a gas station in Canada. What is that experience like? Well, I've never personally Have you done it yourself. Done it. No. Okay. But uh, a man in Winnipeg held up an, a, a gas station. Uh, and when he couldn't get any money, he tried to scare the guy into giving him money. He couldn't get any money. He ran off, but then he returned to apologize and then turn himself in. <laughs> really? Yeah. And the only oh, reason yeah, this is getting, nice. the only reason this is getting, uh, you know, uh, billing on the Huffington post is because it was a Canadian. He apologized for doing something bad and turned himself in. Like even the video where oh, they talk about it, it's like Canadians are super nice, eh? And then, then you know they do this stuff. It's totally racist, but um, I don't blame them for for taking advantage of of this headline because yeah. And I guess you know he he apologized because he needed the money and he he was sorry he scared him. And uh, wow, this whole interaction reminds me of. You know that dance you do when you like are walking down the hall or down the sidewalk and you kind of see someone coming and it's like, okay, I'll get out of their way. And you go right, but then they go right and then you go left. Do you know what I'm talking about? Everyone does this. No. You don't know what I'm talking about? No. Do you walk anywhere? I do. Oh. Well, we're Americans. We don't walk. 
Okay. With rice. You really don't know what I'm talking about. Okay. Well. No, I no, I do. Oh, okay, good. I'm totally messing with you, dude. <laughs> Anyways, usually uh, what I would think in the states happens. It's like, okay, stop. I'm go right. You go left. Let's get on with our day. Just stop being an asshole. And then Canada, <laughs> this happens to me all the time. It's like I do it. It's like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. I literally had a two minute conversation with someone because that happened because we stopped and I said, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm trying to go forward. It's like, oh, don't worry. I'm just going right over here. Um, I'm sorry that I got in your way. And it was really weird. And it made me think of this show. It's like Paul's going to get a kick into this story. Now, does that happen to you or is it just kind of like you almost bump into each other and don't say a word and then no i mean people i think the majority of people will try to keep the peace that's good they'll try to just you know walk around there's no point in starting up some shit just for funsies (laughs) no that's good but i mean don't get me wrong there are plenty of people who would given the opportunity yeah but i don't think that's quote-unquote normal yeah but then but then you accidentally bump into someone that you know you don't, and you mentioned it right there like some people will start shit and i uh didn't realize what i was doing i was walking to work yesterday and i i saw two two people sort of avoid this guy walking two dogs they like literally went out of their way to go on the other side of the street and i didn't do the same and i was trying to pass him and as soon as i try to pass him his dog starts like attacking me and then the guy's like oh someone's trying to say hi and i end up having a conversation with who i think was either drunk or on pot about how he's yeah. dog sitting, and I'm just like, really, dude? I just want to get to work. <laughs> so sometimes, you know, it pays. It it it's it's helpful to be rude. <laughs> I was uh, nice. Let it be said that let it be known that that would came from a Canadian, folks. You know, I will be the first to admit that I can understand there are moments where you just you got to be a dick. Oh man, that um, would have been a great lead into the weekly winner. Anyway, folks. A lot of um, stuff we talk about is a great lead into the weekly wiener. Ugh. Folks, we have feedback. We got an email. A really awesome email. I know. And it is very long. So I'm not going to I'm not going to read it in its entirety, but it comes from Aubrey. Uh thank you very much, Aubrey, for your points. Mm-hmm. And yeah, essentially this was coming up because of our idea of um people supporting Obama. Just or wanting to avoid supporting Obama just for the appearance of being liberal or socialist or what any number of other things. Mm-hmm. Um, one, I'll make one of the quotes here. However, there is a more rational fear that people uh, have Obamacare for some <clears throat> some fear the quality of doctors and hospitals will lower sharply if the capitalistic competition is removed. Uh, the idea that if all doctors end up being paid the same, then there would be no reason for doctors to step up their game in advance for their skills because that has no effect on their income. Hmm. That was one. That was one of the points that she had made. I understand that argument, and I, I also will say that. Well, uh, sorry, go ahead. Well, okay. <clears throat> I I certainly understand the argument, mm-hmm. um, and I believe she actually even asked you if. The like the point was, you know, she brought up this point to lead into the uh, to lead into this idea that if competition is removed, essentially, then one, I don't think that's true. But if competition were removed, then it would it would result in the quality of the doctors. And I believe she asked you, like, if you had seen any uh, any like 
results of this because really you're the only you're the only one among us that yeah. has had some sort of a socialized healthcare. Right. And and um we actually don't know what Audrey's stance is. This is just her sort nope. of saying uh what the common reactions are but um in canada you know i i i i'm not a very sick person so i don't see a lot of doctors <laughs> but so i can only speak from my personal experience and um i'm sure out there there are doctors that do a piss poor job because they feel they're not being paid enough but what from my experience and from talking to people uh i mean Ashley's grandparents anything like this like among your family or whoever well I'm I'm just saying like that I know it's just it's you know people who get into the profession of doctoring do it to better people's lives they don't do it for the money you don't go to school for 10 years you know for the money look at look at the you know the Bioware guys who were doctors for two years rolling in cash went to school for 10 years for it and they just upped and quit so they could do their passion I think I agree. I don't think that people are motivated entirely by money. I certainly think that's a factor. Oh yeah, no yeah. question. But it's not the only factor. And um, but I can understand that fear because what you're doing by you know making equal pay and and socializing you know healthcare, um, I can understand the sentiment that they feel like oh no if we if they start not getting you know, benefit, you know, bonuses for, you know, bettering their, their knowledge, then they're just not going to want to do it. And I, I still think there are, there are bonuses out there as part of a good system that rewards doctors for bettering themselves. Um, it just doesn't come from the people. Well, it still comes from the people, but it comes from all the people as opposed to just the people who are getting deathly ill, some of which can't afford the health care. So I think, uh, you know, doctors get benefits from the government when they do better themselves i'm sure i don't know that for, for a fact but a good system would do that if we feel that this would be an issue yeah no i, I yeah i i hear you mm-hmm. i hear you but no doctors and, aren't assholes in canada from what i've been able to tell they're all very <laughs> nice people and uh not, not just doctors nurses administration staff all very nice and just looking forward to making sure that you get out of that hospital better than the, how you got in. That's that's my been my experience. <laughs> okay. We can continue to talk about this. Another point she made was – and this probably speaks more to me as an American. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the problem – the issue being that a lot of people would automatically think that if you don't claim – Especially Americans, if you don't, if you as an American don't claim that America is the greatest country in the world, then you're viewed as unpatriotic or like just basically unpatriotic. <laughs> and that, and I hear you. That is absolutely true. So it's if you're, you know, if you know you were, pr- if someone were to say that you were proud to be an American, most people, most Americans, I think, would say absolutely they are. Um, but I think a lot of people are ashamed. And this is was, was Aubrey's point as well: is that some people would be ashamed of the ignorant of a lot of the ignorance that seems to float around what um, the America, the American, you know, voice the voices of America can be. Mm-hmm. So you know, like you know, gay people destroying homosexual heterosexual, or, or, yeah, destroying heterosexual marriage, that kind of thing, or racism is dead, or something nonsensical right. like that. Um, 
can I just say to all the Americans listening, you, you can be proud to be an American. You can be patriotic without trashing every other country. You know, you, I know, you right? can say, I'm proud to be American without saying America's the best damn country in the world because then you're just inviting people to pick apart your argument. Um, you know, I think you can say, I'm damn proud to be an American. I'm damn proud to be a Canadian. But, you, you know, I, I, I don't know if I'd say, you know, Canada's the best country in the world. I could say, personally, I believe that my views of the Canadian country make it the best country in the world. But then probably look at somebody else and they say like ah you know i don't agree with that statement or you know and i think it's the same thing in the states it's more of a a personal opinion it's the greatest country yeah. in the world which is fine but as an overall country i think you got to just you know you can be proud of something and still say you know don't don't a lot of presidents say that you know contrary to popular belief america is not the greatest country in the world i remember no. obama saying something like that no that's very no. uncommon I, I Trust me, if if you idea. did, the the media machine would get behind that. I promise. Well, for sure, but I think like that was one of the like somebody made that argument. I might be just making this up, but it feels. That, so... I believe you're thinking of the newsroom, <laughs> the show. <laughs> oh my god, I think you're right. <laughs> you are right. Uh, wow. <laughs> I apologize to our my American <laughs> listeners. I just totally shoehorned you guys into a Jeff Daniels flick. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. All right. It's better than quoting Dumb and Dumber, I guess. Folks, uh, Aubrey, thanks again for that. And folks, you should send us your emails in as well if you have an opinion about anything that we talked about or something you'd like to bring up. Uh, absolutely, you should email us. We are more than happy to discuss it. And, you know, but and we are more than happy to enter you into this conversation of sleeping with the elephant. Mm. The info. Hello? Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Our email address is sleeping with the in- uh, uh, sleeping with the info. <laughs> sleeping with the info. no, that's the uh, Edward Snowden podcast. Info at sleepingwiththeelephant.com. Uh, funny Twitter accounts. The lazy elephant for me. Unhappy beaver for Ryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, send us your feedback and reviews. We love the uh, reviews on the iTunes. Five stars is appreciated. In fact, we may have to start ch- calling those out. Uh, I haven't checked in a while. I should probably check. Yeah, we we did this. Uh, you know, you always stop looking because it just it goes dead for six months, and all of a sudden you have like four waiting in the queue. So yeah, maybe next week we'll have reviews. Uh, we'll, right. we'll take a look. All right. Uh, my normal Twitter account is P Swickard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan is at R Murphy. And Ryan, is there anything else? Uh, you know what? I wanted to give a quick pimp to uh, to Bobbert F. Bob oh, Fournier. Yeah. He he does our intro music. I was just listening to it, and it's like I just thought like you know just put a plug out there for. Uh, he's at Bobbert F on Twitter. He's got a new project starting soon. Uh, I know of it, but I can't say because he would probably kill me. But uh, <laughs> look forward to something new from from him and Mr. Lou Page uh, coming soon. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's really awesome. Yeah, and that is, a, again, Brian said it, great intro music. Yeah. I, I dig in it. It's, it's super fun. All right. All right, folks. We will talk to you next week.